0: In this week's podcast, I listened to the Enbridge Investor Day. If there's one thing that could improve the North American pipeline business, it would be to put Canadians in charge. I guess that's a little harsh. There are some well-run companies with American management, Enterprise Products Partners, Magellan Midstream, Crestwood with Bob Phillips, but there are quite a few that have misallocated capital and borrowed too much and let down their investors, but none of the Canadians have done that. Maybe it's because of that country's Scottish Presbyterian roots, but they just seem to be more careful with other people's money. The result is that they didn't get swept up in the euphoria of the Shell Revolution. They maintained their capital discipline and they didn't cut dividends. Enbridge is the biggest pipeline company in North America. But TransCanada and Pemina are cut from the same cloth this week. Enbridge held their Investor Day. It was virtual, which made it easy to attend. Al Monaco has been the CEO since 2012. Enbridge had beaten the & P 500 since then until earlier this year, which is a pretty impressive result, given what the energy sector has done in recent years. Enbridge's stock has returned around eight percent per annum on a compounded annual rate. That's 11 percent ahead of the MLP ETF, AMLP, which has lost 3% per annum since then. But as regular readers of my blog know, AMLP is a deeply flawed ETF. It is a POS. I shall allow listeners to guess the acronym. But Enbridge has also beaten the S&P energy sector by almost 9% per annum. So Enbridge has been a solid long-term investment. It's worth listening to what Enbridge's CEO has to say about the long-term outlook.
1: Energy supply and demand fundamentals are fully intact in our view, and we believe we're going to see a big post-COVID ramp-up. And although we believe that we're moving toward a lower-carbon economy, as I've just gone through, the transition is going to be gradual, and conventional energy will be essential for decades to come in any scenario that we can see. A big jump in energy use is coming.
0: Oil and gas will be essential for decades. Energy transitions are slow. Enbridge isn't opposed to renewables. In fact, 5% of their EBITDA comes from their renewables business. But unlike the media, which is always breathlessly reporting on how solar panels and windmills are getting cheaper, Enbridge has to deliver reliable, competitively priced energy. Financial discipline is why they expect oil and gas to be around for decades.
1: The global population is going to grow by a fifth or two billion people. That's 500 million households. Urbanization increases by 40%. There'll be more than 30 cities added with greater than five million people, and the middle class will grow by two billion. There's three and a half billion people today without electricity and clean cooking fuel. A couple of weeks ago, India's Prime Minister said they're doubling oil refining capacity in the next five years and gas will increase by four times. And the same is true for China.
0: Energy is a global market, so it's important to look outside North America to see where the trends are. Enbridge has a chart which shows the very close relationship between living standards and energy consumption. The reason developing countries are going to use more energy is because they want Western living standards. That is the irresistible force that's driving energy demand. And no plan to combat climate change has any chance of success if it ignores that fact. California, in its own little world, putting up with power cuts because they don't have the infrastructure to operate with solar and windmills. China will determine how this plays out, not California. And even the U.S. has less impact than the media would suggest.
1: So here's our outlook for energy. Primary consumption increases by about 20% by 2040. The supply mix changes, by, but not by very much. Coal declines, but oil and gas increases with over half of the mix. Renewables grow as quickly as you can see from a low base.
0: The world is going to use more of everything. Enbridge accepts renewables to grow fast, but from a very small base. So even looking out 20 years, the mix of energy we use isn't likely to be much different than it is today.
1: We're big believers that natural gas will be the dominant energy source for decades to come. It's abundant, has excellent load following capability. You've heard me say this before, but it's true. Effective infrastructure, lower emissions, and it pairs with renewables. What Al Monaco
0: says there is really important and reflects how we invest in energy. Natural gas has a huge future because it's the cleanest burning fossil fuel, because it complements renewables by being available when it's not sunny and windy, and because the infrastructure is already in place. These are all reasons why Enbridge continues to be very bullish on natural gas over the long term and why we do too. I think the long-term outlook explained by Al Monaco is well worth listening to. Enbridge has performed in a way that gives them credibility when it comes to figuring out where energy markets are going. Remember, the world needs more of all kinds of energy because of rising demand in developing countries. Natural gas will be at the forefront of meeting that demand. The energy sector, including pipelines, is performing well. Because investors are starting to agree on that. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, at Simon Lapp.